Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. What up, Toronto? I did that laugh with confidence, too, because I uh, actually had time to brush my teeth this morning. So look at go. God. God is good. I read a study yesterday. Um, uh, I think it was in the New York Post. Uh, and for everybody that listening to us nationally, the New York Post uh, is, of course, here in New York. And it mm-hmm. said that people who uh, wear masks brush their teeth a lot more now because they can actually smell their breath in the mask. Mm. You're aware <laughs> of, How bad your breath of, those, of those changes your breath may go through throughout the day. So uh, I said all of that to say that you know, I'm starting off the day fresh, all right? Okay. With confidence, because I brushed this morning. I can do all kind of suckering succotashes in this microphone and not feel bad about it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, well, shout to uh, my, my little baby girl yesterday. Yesterday was her birthday, so she's into unicorns and dolphins. So we had a unicorn and dolphin party. Oh, I got the spaceship party tomorrow for my There you go. You know, five tomorrow. Unicorn yeah, cake. Spaceship party. Unicorn balloons. All types of unicorn things. Plates, forks, knives, and dolphin Dope. stuff. Dope. So it was pretty cool. Dope. It was pretty fun. She had a great time. She was so excited. She woke up. We sang happy birthday to her. And then we just chilled and relaxed and did everything that she wanted to do all day, which included eating cotton candy. Uh, it included uh, a whole bunch of Silly stuff, but my daughter has the fun. best feeling in the matters. world. It is. It's nothing like walking in Party City and saying, "Hey, where's the space stuff? <laughs> Wait, where's the unicorn things?" <laughs> and somebody directs you to Star Wars, and you're like, "No, not Star Wars. That's Star Wars. I mean, the other space, the other galaxy that's far, far away. All right, that hey. doesn't have Luke Skywalker. Regular space. Oh, you know, yeah. I just want some stars and some moons and some yeah. rockets. That's mm-hmm. all. So yeah, you, yeah. So uh, you're getting ready for yours. I had mine yesterday. So let's let's yep. get the show cracking. City girls will be joining us this morning. That's right, baby. We on it. Women's empowerment. We got a we got a a, a black woman as the as the vice presidential running mate for the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. We got the city girls this morning, baby. There you and go. WAP is out. Let's go. Drop on the clues bombs for ballots. Type of ballots I like, goddammit. And front page news, what are we talking about, ye? I think you already know what we're talking about. We'll be talking about Kamala Harris as Joe Biden's pick for vice president, and we'll tell you what people are saying. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris to be his running mate. Mm-hmm. He posted okay. on Twitter, I have the great honor to announce that I picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy, and one of the country's finest public servants as my running mate. Drop on the clues bombs for uh, Senator Kamala Harris. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm getting excited I'm now. 
I'm getting a little I'm excited. With, I'm, I'm, I'm more than a little excited. I'm riding with Senator Kamala Harris. I'm excited to vote for her in November. Um, uh, to everyone who has questions about her, we should continue to question all records. We should continue to make demands for policy commitments. But please understand, we got work to do. I think Senator right. Harris is uh, the one. I think so, too. Kamala Harris tweeted out, Joe Biden can unify the American people because he spent his life fighting for us. And as president, he'll build an America that lives up to our ideals. I'm honored to join him as our party's nominee for vice president and do what it takes to make him our commander in chief. Now, when and if elected, she will be the first Asian American and the first black vice president. And this is a time that, you know, there's a lot of racial reckoning in the country. So people are pointing this out. I did see a lot of people on Fox News and on other networks saying that because she is from Jamaica and from the Caribbean, that she is not African-American. But do you not know how black people got to Jamaica in the first place? I'm not, I'm not even having that conversation. Mm -mm. Not, like, not even something to entertain. Africa. Not even entertaining that one. It's a distraction. <laughs> Nothing the most talk ridiculous about. thing. All right, now, Donald Trump, in the meantime, of course, had something to say. Here was Donald Trump when he found out the news. As far as Kamala is concerned, she's a big tax raiser. She's a big slasher of funds for our military, and she's uh, got a lot of difficult things that she's going to have to explain. Plus, she was very, very nasty to one of the reasons that surprised me. She was very, she was probably nastier than even Pocahontas to Joe Biden. She said things during the debates that were horrible. It's amazing to me that people think Senator Kamala Harris was being mean and nasty to Joe Biden during the primary debate. Only a black person would be called nasty and mean and disrespectful for questioning their own oppression. She was pulling Joe Biden's card for his role in segregationist bus policies, which kept her from riding the bus, and she called him on that. But she's being called nasty and disrespectful for questioning her own oppression. So weird. Well, Donald Trump is also called NBA players very nasty and very dumb for criticizing him. And I think that's his explanation for anybody that has criticism of anything. He's, you know, that's that, usually his go through for women. He calls it called Hillary Clinton nasty, he calls Senator mm -hmm. Harris nasty. That's usually his go to for, for, for powerful women, actually. Right. Well, he has also said this about NBA players now as well. He said some mm -hmm. are very nasty, very, very nasty, and frankly, very dumb. The way they cater to China, the way they bow to China, it's a disgrace, frankly. And they make a lot more money here than they do from China. But we have a system here that allows you to disrespect your system. And that's too bad for them. Too bad for them. They don't appreciate what they have here. Lord. All right. Now, uh, Donald Trump had more to say about Kamala Harris as the VP pick. The horrible way she, again, treated Justice Kavanaugh. That was a horrible event. I thought it was terrible for her. I thought it was terrible for our nation. I thought she was the meanest, uh, the, the most horrible, most disrespectful of anybody in the U.S. Senate. Listen, man, <laughs> old, old, oh, go ahead, you, Well, I was going to let you hear what that questioning sounded like to hear if you thought it was yeah, please. nasty or if she was just doing her job. Can you think of any laws that give government the power to make decisions about uh, the male body? Uh, I'm happy to answer a uh, more specific question, but... Male versus female. There are um, medical procedures. Okay. That the government that the government has the power to make a decision about a man's oh, body. I thought you were asking about medical procedures no, that are I, unique to I, men. I'll repeat the question. Can you think of any laws that give the government the power to make decisions about the male body? I'm not a. I'm not a. 
thinking of any right now, Senator? Ooh, pressure, 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 My pressure, goodness. pressure. Let me tell y'all something, man. She ain't sound Old mean to ask it is. She asked the question. That's all it sounded like to me. She does that in sitting here all the time. Old mm -hmm. white men uh, do not like Senator Kamala Harris. Old white Republicans, and that's one of the reasons I, I'm riding with her, because whoever the old white people don't like, the one they go out of their way to attack, that's who you should... Who she, who you should, who you should focus on? Okay, I've heard Jeff Sessions say Senator Kamala Harris scares him, and there's a great article that came out yesterday, and the headline is um, "Smart Republicans." No, he said America is about to find out what smart Republicans already knew, and it says smart Republicans could see Kamala D. Harris coming years ago, and they tried to smother her early. Okay, so I want people to do their own research on her record. I want people to do their own research on her and own learn from uh, Twitter. Our YouTube, because uh, I saw I had so many people sending me videos yesterday that were coming mm -hmm. from avid Trump supporters. Okay, that's who. You, that's really who you're gonna get your information from in regards to her or her record. Do your own research, please. There's a lot of great articles out there you can read. A public defender in San Francisco uh, wrote one yesterday that I think is a, a very, very, very good read that you should check out. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jermaine. Don't... Jermaine, what up? Get it off your chest, Jermaine. Listen, man, I want to give a shout-out to Charlemagne for, um, for his book, man. It inspired me to get help and go to rehab. And I went to rehab called House, and I almost lost my life. They lost my, my asthma medication, and I had, a, um, I had an asthma attack. And, man, they kicked me out because of that. That's <laughs> crazy, bro. So where you at now? Right now, I'm in a hotel trying to get into a different program. You know what I mean? I've been battling drugs for a long time, man. But I want to let you know, when I went to jail, I read your book, man, and it inspired me to get help, bro. Which one? Black Privilege or Shook One? Black Privilege, man. Black Thank Privilege, you, King. man. I I'm appreciate serious, you, my man. brother. As soon as I got I appreciate jail, you. I had a choice, I had a choice to, go, to go on the streets or go get help, and your book inspired me to get help, man. Well, wow. you, 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 know you hold on. I'm, I'm sure Charlemagne got an extra book, at the the new one, and he can send you that as well. Man, I can't, I can't, I can't no book help him right now. He I needs mean, a place. I, I know, but he enjoy reading your book, so you should definitely give him a new one. No, I definitely Thank will. You. Absolutely will. That book inspired me, man. I'm telling you. I was preaching I want, after, after I uh, read that book, man. I wish I had a program I could I could, I could, could give you or something. Well, I'm trying to get into Samaritan Village in Queens. You know what I mean? So I have a I have a social worker that I'm gonna go see tomorrow. I mean today. Okay. I'm up I'm up early and I'm focused. You know what I'm saying? I'm still sober. Thank God. <laughs> you know. Well, what listen, mean? man. If you if you need me as a reference to something, you know, I give you I give you my, I give you some information. Well, I just want to put the the uh, that program on full blast because they 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 did me dirty. They even tried to put me in a crazy house for a week. So I went and, wow. and drug me up. Yeah, but I didn't even take no medicine. I made them. I, I gave them the donkey of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold Leave on, your brother. info, yo. Hold Somebody on. gonna get your info. Somebody gonna get your info now. 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Envy? Good morning. It's Rick. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlemagne. What's going on? Good morning. Peace what's thing? up, bro? Get it off your brother? chest. Today's a good day. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of uh, Joe Biden for making the good decision of uh, uh, nominating Senator Harris as his running mate. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I called in, and I was very critical of her because of uh, her record in the past. Mm-hmm. But definitely going into the future, she, you know, she has... The means to make amends. Everyone can change. Everyone can have a, 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 a change of heart when it comes to, you know, things that they did in the past. And I think Joe Biden said one of the greatest things that he wanted the White House to look like the country. And having a woman of different background and heritage definitely helps to make the country more diverse and can bring us together. And she's Jamaican and I'm Jamaican. And we shouldn't just be voting for her just because she's Jamaican. Boop, boop, boop. Why not? <laughs> but same, nah, not not because because we have to be critical of politicians at all times. Nah, you know, we you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a high pressure position, and we got to keep the pressure on them to make sure they make the right decisions. But That's I'm right. proud of her, and I'm proud of Joe Biden and Charlemagne. I'm putting together this article right that shows uh-huh. the effect of Jamaica as a small country on the United States on, on black consciousness and on hip hop mm-hmm. on, on a whole. From from Marcus, so you, you talking about Marcus Garvey. Yeah, from Marcus Garvey to Bob Marley to Biggie Smalls to to uh, Grand Pooba, like all these people that got Jamaican Safari, hair. Safari, Safari. Uh, uh, Safari does not have an effect on black culture, my friend. But anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, big up, big up to Senator Harris and big up to Joe Biden and big up to the Breakfast Club. Thank you, guys. Hey, right. hey, yo, I want you to go read this article. It's this great article that came out in USA Today. I mentioned it a little while ago, but I forgot to shout out, to shout it out. Yeah, but it's yeah, you, uh, didn't Nikki. Say, you didn't say the, you didn't say the, um, the, the writer of the article. You didn't say his name. Yeah, Nikki, so, Nikki Solis, a woman. She's a public defender. She worked with Kamala Harris, and she said that Kamala Harris was the most progressive DA yo, in California. And she said you know it. it, it you can take away. You know, one thing you can take away from uh, Kamala Harris's uh, time as a DA is that if she yeah. had an eighty uh, percent conviction rate, that means she was good at her job. So, you know what I mean? If, 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 if you want somebody that's going to be, you know, diligent on their job and someone that's just really going to, you know, focus on what they need to do, and if she could get an 80% uh, um, conviction rate during that time, even though that was a bad thing for us as, uh, you know, as black men, and I mean, that means she could lock in on her job and do something. So she's going to be nah, the nah. two going into November, and, uh, you know, let's, let's go out there and support her. Got, right. I don't even think she's Thank the lesser of two about. evils. I really do think she's a political change agent. I never I never heard about her having an 80% conviction rate. But if you go and read this article by Nikki Solis, and she's a public defender, and Nikki says, I grappled with this idea of defending a former prosecutor for a long time, but I have to say what I feel is right to set the record straight on Harris. And this is a public defender in San Francisco. She said that Kamala Harris was the most progressive DA in California, and she lists all of these different reasons why it was... A couple things on there that I didn't even know, uh, especially the fact that she didn't prosecute prostitutes. She, um, you know, sent them to get, you know, therapy to deal with their trauma. That I was like, wow, child, right. child prostitutes. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about a new romantic comedy that Alicia Keys is doing for Netflix. Also, since we're talking about lawyers and law, Candy Burris and a course on her life and career at Georgia State Law. We'll discuss that. 
All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, the star of Real Housewives of Atlanta, and she's also, of course, a singer from Escape and an entrepreneur, Candy Burris. They're going to be teaching a college course about her life and career at Georgia State University College of Law. Now, the professor, Mo Ivory, said, I chose Candy because she has an amazing career which spans every aspect of the entertainment industry from music, television, and live performance to licensing, apparel, and more. I wanted to study a woman this time around, and having worked with Candy in the past, I knew she was the perfect choice. She handles her business business and it shows with her success but all the while she's completely approachable and willing to share her lessons learned i couldn't be happier for my students to learn the law through candy's career that's dope I mean, that's dope yeah, yeah i mean if you dope. can if you can turn somebody's life into a teachable moment and there's lessons to be taught do it why not Salute to candy. and she does have a lot going on she's right she owns those old lady gang chain of restaurants she has the candy coated nights podcast she has her bedroom candy sex toy line she won the mass singer this year she's on the shy this season she was in escape they did a new album she's a grammy award-winning songwriter she's on the real housewives of atlanta since 2009 that's a lot so sometimes you sit there and think about all the things one person is doing. So shout out to Candy. Yeah, she posted Candy. on her Instagram, I'm so honored that Georgia State University College of Law decided to do a legal course about my life. Wow. Thank you. They will go through the different business and career choices that I've made from a legal perspective. And that is a lot to go through. All right. And speaking of making transitions, Drea Michelle, you know her from Basketball Wives. She'll be starring in her own docuseries on Zeus. So here is part of that trailer. How would I tell the people I'm back? Would I say I'm back? Nah, that's too casual. Would I say I'm back, bitches? Nah, that's already been done. I'm back. That's kind of scary. I mean, I'm back. But you know I never left, right? Oh, so that's when I probably heard I'm why. Back, I thought she was going back to basketball wives. That's what I first when I heard I'm back. No, it's a ten part oh, series called Doses of Drea. So it's all about Drea. Yeah, it's her own docu series. Ten parts. Mm-hmm. God damn, the No Limit docu series only five. Rough Ride is only five. <laughs> How'd Drea get 10? <laughs> I think it's like a reality show, kind of. You know, it's a docuseries, uh, but it is kind of a reality show. So we'll see so when what she goes was on, on uh, When she was on Sterling Brim's podcast with, with Van Lathan a few weeks ago, Wine and Weed, she probably was just trying to garner attention for that show. I mean, I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but I'm sure she talked about it, right? So I'm, she probably was just trying to garner attention for that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, but Zeus has a deal with Jocelyn from Love & Hip Hop, Jocelyn's Cabaret Auditions. They also did the Black China series. So oh, this is you just... really you really got me wanting to sign up now, Yee. <laughs> <laughs> Something Wait, new. Wait, don't I sign up? It's my interest now. now. <laughs> I mean, look, it might not be for you, necessarily. Maybe you're not the target audience, but Clearly. somebody, yeah. All right, Alicia Keys is producing a Netflix romantic comedy starring Christina Milian, Jay Farrell, and Cinqua Walls. So uh, that is tentatively now, I don't think it has a title yet. It's, yeah, it's untitled. So it, was, um, it centers around an aspiring pop star who ends up as the entertainment at her ex-fiance's wedding after reluctant, reluctantly taking a gig at a luxurious island resort in the wake of a music career meltdown. Sounds funny. 
being the entertainment at your ex-fiance's wedding. Mm-hmm. All right, and the oh, Fresh yeah, Prince yeah, of yeah, Bel-Air yeah. has a drama reboot in the works based on Morgan Cooper's premise. viral YouTube trailer. And mm-hmm. that update is from Will Smith, Benny Medina, and Quincy Jones. It's currently being shopped to streamers, including HBO Max, Peacock, and Netflix, amongst others. And so it's all about how a viral YouTube... Tra- yeah, that's going to be a new series. So should be pretty dope. Um, here's a part of that, in case you didn't see it. Look at you. The only reason why you're not in jail is because Uncle Phil called in a favor. You are carrying a gun on the streets to protect yourself? I've done my best, Will. It's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle and your auntie. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Yeah, I only want to see this in uh, see this on uh, one of the premium cable networks or one of the streaming services because I want it to be dark and I want it to be gritty. I, I really love this concept. Now, this is a dope concept because when you think about the, the backstory of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it is mm-hmm. dark. Like, he grew up in the hoods of West Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He gets beat up. He, uh, I guess he was involved in some type of crime, and he got sent to Bel-Air. Like, it wasn't right. a field trip. You know how much trouble you have to be getting in for your parents to ship you all the way from Philly with your mom to ship you all the way from Philly all the way across country to Cali? You had to be in some real crazy stuff. So, yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. This is good. Yeah, this is going to be Great a deeper premise. dive, and it's going to show what it means to be a black man in America today, but still yeah, have I can't wait for it. I want to see this. fun of the original show. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. We got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Kamala Harris. There you go. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Love The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? Well, let's start with Kamala Harris. Joe Biden has selected Kamala Harris to be his running mate. And there's been a lot of people commenting on it. Of course, you already know uh, Donald Trump had a lot to say. Listen to Donald Trump when he found out the news. As far as Kamala is concerned. She's a big tax raiser. She's a big slasher of funds for our military. And she's uh, got a lot of difficult things that she's going to have to explain. Plus, she was very, very nasty (sighs) to one of the reasons that surprised me. She was very, she was probably nastier than even Pocahontas to Joe Biden. She said things during the debates that were horrible. Only a black person would be called nasty and disrespectful for questioning their own oppression. Kamala was pulling Biden's card for his role in segregation and his bus policies, which kept a little black girl like her off the bus. And she's called nasty and disrespectful for that. How you get called nasty and disrespectful for questioning your own oppression? Only in America, goddammit. Well, it seems like they're already trying to uh, smear Kamala Harris even more. And Mark Levin, who has a show on Fox News, and he also is a syndicated radio show host, had this to say about Kamala Harris's background. Kamala Harris is not an African-American. She is Indian and Jamaican. And so I just wanted to make that clear. Her ancestry does not go back to American slavery. To the best of my knowledge, her ancestry doesn't go back to slavery at all. Uh, But I keep hearing people say she would be the first African-American vice president. No, if she's even elected, God forbid, she's still not the first African-American vice president. Now, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was always taught that African-American or black is defined as anyone with origins in the black 
races of Africa. So for that reason, doesn't she qualify as African-American? Yeah. Even if her father is an immigrant and not a descendant of American slaves, right? Well, the black people from Jamaica so. came from Africa. It was part of the triangular trade, Europe, Africa, and the West Indies. And so the slave trade was there. They said there were approximately 600,000 slaves that came to Jamaica from Africa. So I'm confused on how... Yeah, and not to mention... Not to mention in America, when Senator Kamala Harris walks out of the house, she's a black woman. When she walks in the room, she presents as a black woman. So she's had to deal with all the scrutiny and prejudice that comes with that. Okay, trust me. People are not treating her any different because she's not a, a descendant of American slaves. And so, and she is um, also Indian, and I like how he said, out by China, instead of saying from Asia, because he wanted to, I <laughs> guess, capitalize off of the feelings against China right now in the United States. And so he was trying to throw everything he could at Kamala Harris. Now, when Kamala was on The Breakfast Club, she talked about people labeling her not black enough and said this. So I was born in Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And raised in the United States, except for the years that I was in high school in Montreal, Canada. And look, this is the same thing they did to Barack. Yes. It, this is not new to us. And so I think that um, we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do what has been happening over the last two years, which is powerful voices trying to sow hate and division among us. Mm -hmm. And so we need to recognize when we're being played. Oh, I wanted the other clip. There was another clip where she was like, I'm black. I was born black. I'm going to die black. She said she's that black. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, she's black. Like, Listen, yeah, I, the same thing happens to me sometimes. I'm, she's the same makeup. She's half Asian and half Caribbean. And I'm Jerry still out on you, Yee. Let me see your brush. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. Like, your whole life you grow up black, and then people who are not you try to tell you what you are. It's ridiculous. But. All right. Um, now, the U.S. government has struck a deal for 100 million do doses of a coronavirus vaccine. They struck a $1.525 billion deal for that, and Donald Trump announced that during a media briefing yesterday. The company is called Moderna. They're one of several companies manufacturing the vaccine. They call it, quote, at risk because that means it's currently making the vaccine before it is approved. So with this contract, there'll be 100 million doses and the doses would be owned by the U.S. government and then distributed and used as part of their COVID-19 vaccine campaign. Now, you know, Russia said that they have a vaccine. Correct. Already. And Dr. Fauci said that, uh, I hope the Russians have actually definitively proven that the vaccine is safe and effective. I seriously doubt that they've done that. Let me tell you something. If you take the Russian vaccine on November 3rd, 2020, you will wake up paralyzed. You will not be able to move. It's going to be like the hag is riding your ass. You know how I, I'm from the South, mm -hmm. so when the hag, when I know in South Carolina, when you feel like the hag riding you, like you feel like you're awake, but you can't you move, can't. that's what's yep. going to happen on November 3rd, 2020. If you take that Russian vaccine, you're not going to be able to move all day long. Okay? So don't be fooled, America. Stay woke. And Dr. Fauci wants to make sure that we know that here in America, we have different types of standards and safety standards in place when it comes to vaccine development. And other countries might not have that. So countries like Russia or China, when it comes to vaccine development, there are different standards that they have in place. So just keep in mind that there's all kinds of trials that drugs have to undergo here in the United States before they are deemed to be able to be on the market for people to consume.
Stay woke. I'm not taking nothing from Russia. Okay, you fooling around, and that might be the start of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Take that goddamn <laughs> vaccine. Well, I, mean, I, I think you should wait regardless. I think you should wait regardless. Let's let's let, let's get the trials and tribulations out the way. Let's see what happens first before we just start taking these vaccines. Well, the head of the Russian Direct Investment Fund uh, says that he took it himself and administered really? it to his family. <laughs> Well, wait and wait and see the horns grow out their head first before I uh, <laughs> need the proof too. You just can't tell me. I'm making it like I want to see. He said he gave it. it to his parents. He took yeah, it himself. Right. He gave it to his wife. <laughs> yeah, All right, well, I'm Angela Yee. Be just as luck. Just something bad happened to the whole family. I pray not, but Jesus Christ. All and right. that is your front page news. <laughs> All right, when we come back, the city girls will be hey. joining us. Girl, Miami, what's up, baby? And JT, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. I was about to start singing one of the songs, but I realized I can't say half the words in the hook, so. The I'll just Breakfast come Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on some special guests on the line. Hey. We got the City Girls. What's up? Good morning, JT and Young Miami. What's happening? Good morning, Charlemagne. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Coronavirus f***ed up a lot of summers, but I promise it really f***ed up City Girls summer because that City on Lock album is hard. Yes, thank you. It did. It did. Are y'all disappointed about how the album came out? Hell yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. It's like, we was waiting on this moment for so long, and when it got leaked, and when it came out like that, and... We been was trying to put it out, but everything, every time we try to think that we got a date for it, the label and everything will be like, it's not the right time because we had got hit with COVID. We never was able to perform and build a momentum, you know, like that how we needed to be because everything ended up being canceled. So we tried to find a proper rollout for it. And then once we got to the point of thinking that we had a proper rollout, you know, all the Black Lives Matter movement came out. So we couldn't even start the rollout then. And then when we finally thought that we was going to find another date, we woke up one day and I just heard like a snippet of pussy talk. And I'm like, did somebody, you know, like just put it out there for a promo? And then the next thing you know, I just seen a Dropbox. And I'm Twitter active, so that's how I seen it. Nobody else didn't see it, and I was going crazy. So they had to, we found out like 11 o'clock that morning. We had to put jobs out the video by 9 o'clock and put out the album by Saturday morning, which was Friday night at noon. And y'all didn't so even get a full week of sales. It was only like three, four days because y'all had to put the album out so fast, right? Yeah, we didn't get a full week of sales. We didn't get a rollout. We couldn't sell like no bundles, no merch. We just had to sell pure sales. Like that was it. So it was just like a fucked up situation. And you know how the internet is. So it made it look crazy. How do albums get leaked in 2020? I don't know. Questions we need answers to. Damn. Uh, regardless of how everything happened, Congratulations on a fun-ass, dope-ass album, you know, regardless. I mean, I get it that, you know, sometimes life don't happen the way we want it to. But, you know, I was looking at, for both of you, you guys have both been through a lot in these past couple of years. So just to see the success that y'all have had, I think that's amazing. And I think the album is dope. So, you know, I think also while we home during coronavirus, it's a good time to have some fun music to listen to because sometimes things are so heavy that you, like, I just want to turn up a little bit. Yeah, also, it's a bad thing because, you know, our music is kind of like for the clubs. Our music, music is for the clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Our music is for the clubs. Like, my, our music is not really for the living room. It's not. It's <laughs> And I'm feeling myself. I get inside my car and I turn on talk after I get my makeup done. And it's just that. And I'm on my way because I live. I, I don't live in Miami no more. So where I live is open. 
So when I do go my little places and all, and I hear a song, it go up. Like, it's just, like, good in the club. But we don't make music for the living room. We don't I see y'all moving around in Atlanta a little bit. So I see y'all moving around in Atlanta and some of this. So y'all get a little taste of what, what could possibly be happening a little bit. A little taste. But if the world was open, it would be, like, dominated because it would be, like, we got that. And we would have been able to push it a proper way. It's, it's hard for us to push our music with no content. You know what I'm saying? Like, no proper buildup. It was just, like, just us social media posted pictures, which nowadays is a gift and a curse. Now, now you keep talking about the talk record. I want to ask you about something that something in that record. You say, don't nothing but this cash make this talk. Don't nothing but a bag make this talk. With that said, did your ever just have casual conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Charlamagne, you is so funny. You know that? I'm asking a serious question. Like, you is so funny. You is so funny, love. Like, my talk money. Like, I just want to talk money. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about nothing else. It's like we need to get it straight to the point. What's up? Mm -hmm. I, I told you this when I came at the first time. I was like, you come out and get Chanel back. Like, I didn't want to just talk money. Like, I don't be having time for everything else. Like. If we go f each other, that's gonna come. But I just wanna know is you gonna spend your money on me first? First and foremost. See, y'all ain't never f with a broke j j JT, I think it was JT said if you go broke, this is gonna be single. You never dated a broke man ever? I'm young, so y'all done dated some young boys before. They had to wait on their woman to get off work and stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> Charlotte made it so hurt because he was broke for so long, so it really bothers him. Really. You know, you know what? I done dealt with some broke and them niggas act rich. So it's just be like, since you want to act so rich, you can stay your broke ass over there because them the ones with the worst attitudes. Them, them who ain't got no money. They be confident. They be so confident. Yeah. They be fresh. It, it, it's like, oh my God. Like younger days, dealing with them broke boys who probably just on their way to the money. But broke boys be the ones that dog you the most though. You know Charlamagne used to have sex for Twinkies and fried chicken? Ask him. Fried chicken. First, first of all, he not telling the whole story. <laughs> I was dating a woman at the time. She was in her 40s, and I was in my late 20s. She used to give me Twinkies, fried chicken, and two, and two to three thousand dollars every Thank time. Thank you, you no money. Two to okay. three thousand. So you had the sugar mama. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. like you, you gotta watch out for. Why? <laughs> Cause y'all be looking for the sugar mamas too. Y'all be trying to talk about the girls. These be looking for help too. What's wrong with that? Y'all got it. Exactly. So what's wrong with us? It's nothing wrong with us. I, I don't think nothing wrong with it. I just want to know if you know you can have a casual conversation with your every now and then. You know, that's all. <laughs> Do you find that on social media, the people that be mad are the broke guys, really? Like, that don't like the lyrics? They might be the ones that really have a problem? Niggas just got problems, period. If they broke, they rich. They, it's just an era where just got problems. They need to dig deep in themselves and figure out what the problem with them, because it ain't us, it's them. That is very true. They just all got problems. I know some rich with problems. Everybody got problems, and they need to dig in themselves. And when they figure out what's their problem, everything else will run smoothly. Like, it ain't us. Does it bother you a lot when, when people break down your lyrics? Like, I see it with, you know, with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion now. I've seen it with you guys before when they break down your lyrics and talk about what you say. And then we talk about it. If you listen to, to the last two decades of music, everybody talks about whether it's guns, it's drugs, it's sex. But it seems like they break down women's versus more. How do y'all feel about that? I feel like men is just threatened about the women kind of dominating right now because they so used to being in control of putting the women on records. And now women are starting to team up and do it without them. So it's like now 
they got so much to say because back then you got to get on a hot song with a man to, you know, go number one or even chart. But now women just doing it themselves. So they're going to always have something to say. Because I've seen somebody say, like, the women dominating now, now it's about to be video um, dancers. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a whole different era. So it's just like, it's just, I think it's just like a threat. They want to say it's trash, it's not good, it's about sex, 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 sex. But just like, we can, I can't mainly say I'm going to go around and shoot up nobody block because I'm not going to go shoot up nobody block. I'm going to just talk about how good my is or how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to people who criticize female rappers who talk about sex and taking advantage of men in that way? I say shut the up, period. Like, just shut up. Like, I just be feeling like they want attention. It's like, shut up. Like, like um, Evie just said, they've been talking about this for years, for decades. So, like, why is the problem there? Yeah, I think they're not used to the uh, the female street side of things. Cause like JT just said, it ain't like y'all shooting up blocks and stuff, but y'all got different hustles. Yeah. It's like the streets for us, like the finessing and the scamming and the stripping and the, all of that. That's women stuff. So it's, a I man probably don't understand it, mm-hmm. but they the target, so they got to get used to it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got more with the City Girls. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the City Girls. Yee. Young Miami, how was you watching the documentary and seeing all those amazing moments that you had, you know, just with everything happening? And obviously, you held it down for your bestie while she was locked up. So how is it for you watching that documentary? Um, it's bittersweet, you know, I'd be like, dang, I wish she was here, like, through everything, and then she'd be like, dang, like, you know, I was really doing all this for myself, because I thought that I couldn't do it, people thought that I couldn't do it, do it and I did it, so you just be like, dang, you know, like, I really did what I had to do. Sometimes people don't realize how much pressure that is until you watch that, because that was a lot, like, to have, to have to hold it down and really do a great job so that JT could come home to the bag and y'all could continue with what yeah, you had People didn't realize how much that was. Rehearsals, traveling, wardrobe, that's a lot. I know, and I was, like, emotional. I used to have my mood swings. I used to be crying. Like, I went through a lot. Like, I remember when um I found out that I had to go back on tour, baby. I cried because nobody knew I was pregnant. And I was like, I don't feel like doing this shit. I don't feel like sleeping with my buzz. Like, I had morning sickness. And it was like, what's wrong with you? Because I, I was backstage. I was up next. I just bust out crying. It was like, what the f- and I'm just like, I ain't in the mood. I don't feel like talking to nobody. Like, I don't want to do this. Shit. It's like, why would happen? Everybody was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I'm just like, it was just a lot. It was just like being sick, you know, like not trying to tell nobody I'm pregnant, but still got to do what I got to do. It was just a lot. Con- congratulations on motherhood, though. How, how, how has it changed you? Uh, I feel like it made me strong. Like, it. It built me up for everything that I'm going through now. Like, I feel like it make you strong. Like, it make you a strong individual. Like, mothers is so strong. They have to go through a lot. So it's just like, it just made me a woman. Like, I let nothing get to me. I feel like I'm just so strong. Like, it just built me up into a woman. Like, I be like, like I see my mom, mom and them. If people go through stuff and they get over it, because you got kids. Like, you got something to live for. Like, I got my kids. I ain't got time for that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my mentality. Like, I got kids. I'm trying to feed my kids. Everything is for my kids. So I'm not really focused on nothing negative. Like, I got kids to feed. This is my job. Like, yeah, now you, said, you said something in the doc that was dope when you were talking about, you know, when I get to a certain age, I'm not even making this money for me no more. I'm making this money for them to be good. 
And I, and I love that because, you know, that that's what we need to do as a community to make sure we have generational wealth, that our kids are always good, that we don't necessarily have. So I like I like to hear that talk in that conversation. Yeah, because it was like, you know, before I started rapping, I used to be like stealing this stuff. And that's what my mama used to do. And I felt like I was going down a path like my mama. If I would never started rapping, I would have been like, my mama, which is, you know, like, that's what she had to do to feed us. And it's like, I don't want that for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mama gave us the best life, but she always had to be in and out of prison. Like, I don't want that for my kids. And if I'm going to work, I want to give my money for my kids. I don't want, like, not saying that I don't want my kids to work, but I want you to, like, grow up with money. I want you to grow up, like, okay, here, you can start your business and all that. I don't want to see my kids struggle. Like, I don't, because I know how I feel. Even though I had everything, but I don't want to, like, mm -mm. All my kids to grow up with money. Period. How old is the baby? Is the baby a year yet? No, she nine months. She'll be ten months on the twelfth. So you still breastfeeding? Mm -mm, I ain't breastfeed. It hurt. How <laughs> you save money? I can't do it. I ain't really have no milk like that, and it's it's a process. <laughs> JT, when you when you join in the mommy gang? Mm mm, never. What you mean never? Don't speak that over your womb. Summer, Jai, Mimi, Janila, I'm good. I'm straight. Chill, I have a baby one day. Hey, man, like your own kids. I used to say the same thing. I don't never have no kids. Da -da -da. Girl, when she get pregnant, it's all for new kids. She got <laughs> Now, JC, what kind of, I know a lot of guys been trying to holler at you since you came home. What kind of man are you looking for? I know your DMs are lit. I ain't gonna lie, my DMs be crazy. Sometimes somebody will DM me, I'm like, what the f And then, I ignore it and then I go look it's not there no more. Because <laughs> oh, so they don't know they, they think you're going to screenshot it or embarrass them or something? No, you know, you can uh, send DMs on it. And, and if you a celebrity, you got a blue check, you know for a fact they see what you wrote because it go like, that'd be like the priority. I think it's like primary, it's top request and it's like the uh, all requests. It's the general. So if you got a blue check, you going straight to the top request. So they know a bitch done saw their DM. And it's like, okay, I'm going to give you a day. And if the, the next day you don't reply, it's just like, I'm going to unsend it because now it's, they feel rejected. And they don't, it's like, between me, you don't see. Yeah, like, it'd be like that. But anybody good? Anybody good? Um, <laughs> I already pulled out my DMs, so I'm done. <laughs> you say you already pulled out your DMs? Like, I'm just done with my DMs. Like, I'm really done with my DMs. Like, well, that's, that's, that's the lie you tell the guys, so when you don't reply, their feelings don't get hurt? Yeah, like, just just meet me. Like, I don't want to get no DMs no more. Just meet me. But you said it's a pandemic. How's the, how are people supposed to kick it and holler? They can't. <laughs> what is your ideal guy um, besides you know a guy with money what's what kind of guy you looking for personality wise so people who are listening could hear this okay i like a funny guy i like you to be in charge i do not like the person who's not in charge i love the guy that's in charge funny just like can handle me because i ain't gonna lie i'm a lot so you gotta be able to like handle me if you can't handle me it won't work. And that's why I usually stick to my person. When I get a person, I always stick with them because the next person be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, I'm not from Beverly Hills, like, for real, for real. Like, I'm really from the hood. So it's just like, a lot of stuff is like, I ain't no tolerate it. I'm gonna always, I'm a peanut and I'm a sage. So I'm real demanding the control and stuff. 
you can't handle that, then we ain't going to work. Is that why you, hold on, is that why you broke up with Lil Uzi, JT? <laughs> I did not. I did not break up with him. We never went. What the f is wrong? Why are you blushing? Why are you laughing like that? Why are you blushing, JT? Or Miami with a straight face. I like it. <laughs> Miami hasn't moved. Miami ain't moved. Yeah, Miami. Start y'all computer froze the way young Miami. <laughs> Miami ain't moved. <laughs> Look like a cutout. She didn't her face look like that. Oh. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be you. Why is trouble? No, I didn't break up with nobody, though. That's the whole thing. I didn't break up with nobody. Y'all was never together? He just liked you? <laughs> Stop playing with him. No, it's not like that. It's like the internet blow up everything. It's it, the internet bro the internet blows up everything. <laughs> we good. Like we good. I ain't gonna lie, like we good. We cool. Okay. Like, me and him and cool. Like, he ain't, he ain't no beef. All right, now let's get into a City Girls mini-mix. A couple of their joints. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the City Girls. That was a mini-mix. Now, Charlamagne. Now, Miami, you say you got to spend 100 if you really want it flued out. That's what you said on the song, flued out. Dope record with Lil Baby, by the way. Is that $100 or 100000 You know it ain't no damn $100, man. Like, like, every time um, Southside fly me out for my birthday, it be hundred k God I get damn. My house got to be crazy. I want to be on the beach, on the water. You got to bring all my friends. When I get down on the yacht, then my outfits, I want motherfucking bags. I want all types of stuff. So it's like, yeah. Oh, so you're talking about, okay, so the whole vacay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I thought it was just on the plane. I was like, damn, can I put you on a commercial flight? No. <laughs> Not for her birthday. I'm just saying, period. <laughs> what do you say? What do you do for his birthday, young Miami? I mean, his birthday the second, mine's the eleventh, so we always uh, celebrate our birthday together. Okay. So, what did you get for him? Oh, um, I got him for his birthday some. <laughs> 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 uh, was he happy, or did he want to return that gift? <laughs> he loved it, but I had I had gave him some money though. I gave him fifty thousand. Okay, that's beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you got half it. So why is it okay to give him money but not other brothers? Because if- we both got money, and it's like he take good care of me. So, you know, sometimes I got to return the favor. Like, I can't just let him do everything for me and not make him feel appreciated because he do, like, a good job with me and my kids. So it's like I got to, you know, make sure he's straight, too. I can't just, like, spend your money on me and f- you. Like, no. When you were stressed out, I seen he was very supportive, always by your side. He had your back. He made sure you was good. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, you're a good man for most part. I'm not. I'm talking strictly to JT. JT, you know how you gonna get your blessing if you give a broke fifty thousand. You find you a broke man that treats you right. Help that man come up. Southside already got it. So you feel like I need to be the one in the group to go get the broke man <laughs> and go help him out. See, she already got her person, so it's like, JC, all right. JT, you uh, might kiss that frog and turn him to a prince. Or you might get warts, so you better be yeah. careful either way. Exactly. I'm not looking. I'm not trying to say nobody. Like, I'm good. <laughs> now, let me ask you guys this. Since y'all are best friends since you were young, have you ever not liked somebody the other person dated? Everybody. She hates everybody. Anybody who look at me, I hate them. She hates them. It's like she don't even give them a fair chance. She be like, mm, mm, mm. I just 
and it's just be like, girl, I just don't know what to say at this point because she don't, it's her, she don't get nobody a fair chance. Because once you tell me something, I don't like them. So don't tell me, don't tell me because I get mad. Like, I take it personally, like, bitch, don't play with her. But why don't you hook her up with somebody? I'm sure Southside got some friends. She crazy. That girl crazy. Hell yeah, no. Nah. Uh-uh. Yeah. She knows she can't. She can't. Me and her, like, she need to date over there, and I need to date over here, and we just gonna keep it like that, because Carisha gonna, gonna, gonna fight the person who I talk to and just be... Carisha, how could you ever want to fight little Uzi? He's such a nice guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> what the f*** is wrong with Charlamagne? When does she want to fight little Uzi? What, what, what's this? What am I missing? I ain't never say nothing about him. You ain't never seen me say nothing. I don't even get in their mess. I don't even say nothing. I don't even. I'm legally blind. I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do y'all think people misjudge y'all as women because of the content of your music? Of course, everybody, every entertainer get misjudged. You a you a meet an entertainer, and you be like, oh, that person is really cool, or you a think because somebody talk about this and that, and you a meet them. Reading the Bible, like it's just like entertainment and real life is two separate things. Like it's so separate to the point that it's somewhat crazy because a person to think like, oh, she a city girl, she I'm gonna give her money right here, she gonna put out her like, and it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Or you will see a talk all that can't see you see them in real life, they ain't on it. Like it's just entertainment, like. Somewhat I live my rap. Somewhat she lived her raps all the way through. Somewhat I live my raps. So it's just like I don't know. It's just like entertainment, real life, real personality, real people. Yeah, because um Southside had just told me the other day, he was like, Man, I ain't never knew you and JT. I think that y'all just like city words, like the way y'all be dancing, how y'all talk y'all sh-. He was like, but I don't even play that, period. Like just don't even approach me like that. I would go crazy on you. So how do y'all separate the two? Because the older y'all get, the more money y'all make, the more successful you are. You're going to move away from that street lifestyle. So you might not even be on the shit you on now in the future. It's hard for me because, like, I didn't really get the taste of nothing yet. So I'm still, you see me, a person that see me somewhere and they'll look, and they'll look again, and they're like, that's shit And I'm like, hey, like, normal. And then I'll be like, damn, I got to stop doing that because I'll go somewhere and I'll be just, chilling like on some regular stuff like i go to home depot i go places and then when a person approach me i'll be kind of shook and shocked like what the f- you walking up to me for and it'll be a grown man like one time i was at the gas station a grown man like walked past he was like oh i'm a big fan of yours and all and i'm like you're a grown-ass man like what the f- is you like what you got going on but people really do be fans like like men really be fans like i'll be somewhere and somebody will be like i'm a fan and i'll be like i gotta move like an artist now and it's like kind of hard because when i got out the pandemic came like i didn't get the celebrity side of it yet so i'm still in that mode from 2018 when i went to prison and we was just here like i see nothing so i just gotta move better and understand the game you know i think i think dudes with y'all music i can at least speak for me because like my wife works out to it and all my homegirls listen to it and I see how it makes them feel. And plus, the shit just be funny. I like it. She's a bop. She's a bop. That's it. You been, you been a city boy. Like, you been, I ain't gonna lie, you been 
a city girl. Like, you been rocking with the city girls. And when I used to be in prison, I used to be laughing so much. Because one time, you used to be talking about me so bad. About <laughs> people from Florida. And like, they so dumb. They always tell <laughs> I was so, I was laughing so hard. One morning, one morning, you laid me out so bad. Me? Yeah, you was like, I'm the only successful scammer out of Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, everybody in Florida, all they do is scam and go to jail. You, you was like, it's only one person that you can't successful. And it's a scammer. Like, you always land Florida out. You say Florida is just like. It's crazy. Am I lying? Now, you can't what's tell me Florida is not your, the crazy I, thing. I don't address you, but what's your issue with Florida? Like, No, I love Florida, but we can we have to acknowledge that the craziest people in America come from the Bronx. We always say that. That's a fact. Florida do shit different. Oh, I do got one more question for y'all. One last question. When it's that time of the month for either one of y'all, do y'all yell, period? Shut no. Up. Yo, shut <laughs> up, man. Ladies, we thank y'all for joining us. The City Girls, make sure you check out their new album. Also, the uh, documentaries on YouTube right now. And thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Thank you, Miami. All right. City Girls, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk XXL. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Well, the freshman cover is out, the 2020 freshman class. So, of course, I want to see what y'all think about who was chosen uh, for this class. Did y'all take a look at this yet? I did. Uh, I did, and you know, it's just another reminder that I'm old as hell. Okay, it was only like three people on there I knew, and one I actually listened to, and that's Baby. Only three people that you do know more than three people. No, I know Baby. You know Lil TJ. I know Lil TJ, but I've never listened to his music. You know Fabio. Actually, listen to Baby Keem. You know, I know Fabio Foreign, but I've never listened. to You know NLE Chopper. I know NLE Chopper, but I've never listened to his music, and we've interviewed him. You know Jack Harlow. I Jack like Jack Harlow, but not okay, because of his music. I like him because he stuck up for Lou Williams in the strip club. Give me more. You know Rod Wave. Rod Wave's been nope. on Countdown s- several times. Mm-hmm. I just be reading it. I don't know. <laughs> Mulatto. Mulatto. I just saw her. And, and she was on I the show, The Rap Mulatto. Game, that Jermaine Dupree did, The Rap Game, and she also is in the video with Meg Thee Stallion know. and Cardi. But I do listen to Baby Keem. I like Baby Keem. You know, uh, Die, Die For My B was a great project. I like Baby Keem a lot. You know who put me on uh, right. Baby Keem? Little Who's little Dicky, actually. Mm. The Sound of Bad Habit was a great project. I like Baby Keem. He's like if Kendrick he's, Lamar uh, did He's me. Kendrick Lamar's cousin. Uh, Chica, also. Mm-hmm. So to Naja, too. I think Naja discovered Baby Keem, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Also, Chica is on the cover. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, two women, Chica and Mulatto, made it onto the cover. Yeah, so, you know, I, I saw a lot of people going back and forth. A lot of people uh, had those discussions, as they always do. And we are going to talk to Vanessa Satin, of course, the editor-in-chief of XXL, and she's going to tell us what the process was like. You know, they said that the first person that they chose to be on the freshman cover was Pop Smoke. I was going to so say that. I didn't see Pop Smoke on the cover. One of the memories of the 2020 freshman process was meeting with Pop Smoke a month before his tragic death. Pop was chosen as the first freshman in the class to which he happily accepted circumstances out of our control prevented us from including Pop as part of the cover posthumously, but to us, he is still part of the class. So they do have an unreleased interview from his visit where he discussed his career and the Brooklyn drill scene. And they also... He should have been uh, on there regardless. He's part of that freshman class. class. Well, I don't think it had to do with him. I mean, I I don't think it had to do with XXL. I guess for other reasons, they weren't able to do it. A lot of people were talking about Don Tolliver, too, and that he should have been on this cover. 
Um, I'm not sure what happened. I saw on social media some people were saying that he was offered it and he turned it down. We can ask Vanessa all about that and see mm -hmm. what the real scoop is. They have group videos also, and those group videos are hosted by uh, Tamika Mallory, my son, Angel Angelo Pinto, and Linda Sarsour, co-founders of Until Freedom. So they're the ones that actually did these video interviews and they said the freshmen were very open, honest, and passionate during the discussions on topics, including the recent protests, racism, police brutality, social injustice, and more. So uh, Mulatto tweeted out, I've been wanting to be a XXL freshman for so long. This was a huge goal of mine. Every year I'd be tuned in like, dang, I can't wait. And now it's finally my turn. And Jack Har Harlow also posted something similar about how he's always wanted to be on the freshman cover. And Ellie Chapa put up Beyond Blessed. So a lot of them, of course, that accepted are very excited to be on that cover. Oh. I saw Royce the Five Nine didn't like the cover. He said it was blasphemous. He said he missed too much. He's missing Detroit. He said there was no Detroit artists on there. Yeah, Sada Baby could have been on there easily. Uh, Maybe Boldy James. Boldy James might have been a little, older, right? Yeah, Boldy James has been around for a while. Yeah, 4-2 Doug. I don't know anything about him either, other than that fake uh, rap lyric that they put out there, which sounded like a bar that I was bit. What did he say? Definitely, I would say definitely Sada Baby this year. <laughs> Sada so Baby. I feel him. I know Sada Baby. A, a thousand percent he should have been on there. So, all right, now let's, uh, we'll talk more about all of this with Vanessa, and, and, you know, that should be fun. Now let's talk about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon actually just recently did an interview, and he talked about his own roots because he is, I guess, Jewish as well in his family. Man, uh, he stop. has some... <laughs> some roots. Here's what he said. But, you know, my mother has been calling me every single day since this has happened with so much family history. And my great grandfather was a, a Spanish rabbi and uh, he's a Sephardic Jewish man who, um, so as much heat as I've been catching <laughs> uh, from the public and the outside, this hit home for my family in a real way, because I come from a black and Jewish family on my mother's side. This interview was on right, American man. Jewish Committee's online program, Advocacy Anywhere. It was a candid conversation with Rabbi Noam Maranz, and, you know, he comes from a black and Jewish family. Well, in addition to all of this, Nick Cannon is suing Viacom for $1.5 billion. That's the estimated value of Wildin' Out. He, uh, according to a statement, it's just that simple. Wildin' Out belongs to Nick, according to his team. The show was created by Nick Cannon with his idea and original thought. Wildin' Out has brought billions of dollars in revenue to Viacom since 2015, and Nick deserves and has earned everything it is worth. I would um, I would have thought that Viacom and CBS maybe would have worked things out. Maybe. I don't know. You know, Nick Cannon has apologized. He's been educating himself on, on Jewish culture. Well, maybe they um, feel it's grand, too late. And like you said, that's, that's the problem. When we don't own our own things, you, you know, you got to rely on... Well, Nick on Cannon it. also released a statement. He said, what I'm deeply say? saddened in a moment so close to reconciliation that the powers that be misused an important moment for us to all grow cl closer together and learn more about one another. Instead, the moment was stolen and hijacked to make an example of an outspoken black man. I will not be bullied, silenced, or continuously oppressed by any organization, group, or corporation. I am disappointed that Viacom does not understand or respect the power of the black community. <sighs> but Nick was wrong. Like, if you make a statement... And, and, and the statement and is, is apologized to a community and you've apologized for it. Aren't you kind of admitting that you did a wrong? Like you're admitting you did something wrong. Right. I don't know. More power to everybody, <laughs> man. I'm just, I'm just out here. 
Make sure you vote. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your <laughs> rumor report. All right. I'm going to say you, that to everything. Just make sure you vote. And don't forget, next hour, we have Ask Yee. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, 800-585-1051. You can get on the phone lines right now. But we got donkey today. Period. Next, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need Donald J. Trump to come to, the, come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. Who's that? Donald J. Trump? Who's that? I don't know who that is. Oh, shut up. Well, that All makes right, sure we'll get vote. into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out. He's fired. He's fired. Trump, please step up to the congregation. Yes, you are when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. He's a jackass. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, August 12th goes to our celebrity in chief, Donald J. Trump. I literally could give uh, Donald J. Donkey of the Day every day if I wanted to. He is literally the Florida of humans. Uh, no disrespect to Florida, but you know I always say the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, okay? The Sunshine State is consistently crazy, and so is Donald Trump. I just don't find Trump as funny as Florida, okay? But we are giving Donald Trump Donkey of the Day today because I can't believe his campaign would be so predictable. So, so predictable. Now, yesterday, Senator Kamala Harris was named Joe Biden's running mate and became the first black woman to join a major party ticket. Drop on the clues bombs for Senator Harris. And it took Dope 45, our celebrity-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, less than two minutes to let the chopper fly on Senator, ha Senator Harris, okay? They had a campaign ad run yesterday that blasted Senator Harris as a phony because she had the nerve to stand up to Joe Biden during the Democratic primary and call Joe Biden out on some of his BS, including but not limited to his record on segregation and busing. Now, um, I didn't expect the Trump campaign to actually take the high road, even though that would have been the move strategically. That would have confused everybody. If Trump would have just said, I think Senator Kamala Harris is a great choice for a running mate. Uh, she will be a formidable opponent, and it's a historic day in America that Joe Biden would pick a black woman to be his running mate. If he would have said that, he would have thrown everybody off. You don't think so? I don't think he would have thrown everybody off. But instead, he was posting ads like this about Senator Kamala Harris on his Instagram. Listen. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. Wah, wah, wah. Trump is a baby. Let me tell you something. Whoever pisses off old white male politicians, whoever old white male politicians don't like, that's who I root for, especially when they black. Okay, when old white male politicians go out of their way to attack a black person, I promise you, that's the black person I'm riding with, okay? That is why I want everyone to do their own research to Senator Kamala Harris. Don't believe what you see on social media. Don't believe what you hear about her from the right. It is time that we all get more politically sophisticated and do our own research, the presidential and vice presidential candidates, okay? There was an opinion piece that came out yesterday in the Washington Post with the headline, America is about to see what smart Republicans 
saw in Kamala Harris years ago. The first line of the article says, smart Republicans could see Kamala D. Harris coming years ago, and they tried to smother her early. And now America is about to see what those Republicans could see long ago, that she is a quick learner and gifted political performer with genuine star power, end quote, okay? Uh, that was in the Washington Post. There was also an article in Vanity Fair from July 25th, 2019, titled, She's Dangerous, where GOP insiders and operatives said they were afraid Senator Kamala Harris could be the next President Barack Obama. In this article, an unnamed veteran Republican political consultant said, I think she's dangerous and probably maybe the most dangerous from our view. All this information is available to read, people. Just do your Googles. But I know she has these old white male politicians shook on both sides, okay? Both sides. Let's not act like Biden donors and allies weren't saying just a couple of weeks ago that Senator Kamala Harris was too ambitious. She's not going to be loyal because she's too focused on being president. No, the reality is she's going to outshine Joe Biden just because she's better. <laughs> okay? And people like me are going to cast their votes for Senator Kamala Harris on November 3rd, uh, not Joe Biden. And that's fine, right? Because a win is a win. It's all the same. Let's not act like former uh, senator of Connecticut Chris Dodd, who was on Biden's vice, vice presidential vetting panel, didn't allegedly tell donors Senator Kamala Harris had no remorse for her attacks on Biden while on the debate stage. This is why we are here today during Donkey of the Day, because I can't believe Donald J. Trump would echo the sentiments of Democrats by saying this in his press conference yesterday. Plus, she was very, very nasty to one of the reasons that surprised me. She was very, she was probably nastier than even Pocahontas to Joe Biden. She said things during the debates that were horrible. So I was a little surprised that he picked her. I've been watching her for a long time, and I was a little surprised. She was extraordinarily nasty to Justice Kavanaugh. That was a horrible event. I thought it was terrible for her. I thought it was terrible for our nation. I thought she was the meanest the most horrible, most disrespectful of anybody in the U.S. Senate. Only a black person, in this case a black woman, would be asked to show remorse for questioning her own oppression. Okay? Uh, that came from Senator of Connecticut Chris Dodd, who's a Democrat allegedly, and, and Trump, who's clearly a Republican, called her mean, disrespectful, and nasty for having the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to question Biden's previous stance on integrated busing something that impacted her as a child. Only a black person would be called nasty and disrespectful for even attempting to question their own oppression. The caucasity of these old white men never ceases to amaze me. And Trump's right. He has been watching Senator Kamala Harris for a while because according to NBC News, he donated $6,000 to her campaign when she was running to be California's AG. That's right. He donated $5,000 to her campaign in 2011 and $1,000 to her campaign in 2013. He made donations uh, when he was a private citizen. Side note, when I read that, when I, read that uh, I realize I'm giving too much money to people. Donald J. Trump's net worth, net worth is $2.1 billion, mm. okay? My net worth is $10 million, all right? Probably both lies. They are both lies. But the you point is, money, bro. I, I know he got more money than me. Okay, and he's just dropping off 6,000 to political campaigns? I'm doing too much. But back to the matter at Trump's little hand. Donald, I'm shocked at you. I can't believe you did exactly what folks on the left who didn't want Senator Harris in this position uh, did. All right, you attacked her for attacking Biden on something you could attack Biden on. 
You have no shame. Just because you have done things that are racist and bigoted doesn't mean you can't call out another old white man for his bigotry and racism. But people, you have to understand, old white men usually respect old white men. But what they don't respect and what they don't like is when people, especially black people, challenge white supremacy. That's why it's so easy for Trump to attack Senator Harris for attacking Joe Biden. Oh, man, the, the next 80 plus days are going to be fun. But we have to be smart. Continue to question all records, including Kamala's. Continue to demand policy commitments. We're going to keep using this black leverage to push all lines because black people need a lot, and this is just the beginning. But please remember that we are up against that beast called white supremacy, and it's going to be a lot of things said and done that try to derail this historic moment, but it's going to be very predictable and know that it's rooted in sexism and racism. And personally, I am always going to be on the side of who the racists and sexists are against. Please let Kathy Griffin give Donald J. Trump the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right, Charlamagne, thank you for that donkey of the day. Uh-huh. Now, up next is Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Phil. How you guys doing? Good morning. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. What's up? What's your question uh, for Yee? Uh, I started a business two years ago. Um, and what would you say, Angela, is a good indication that uh, it's on the right path to a lo- long-lasting and success? Um, well, what is your business? Uh, flooring, tile, marble, stuff okay. like that. Oh, and where are you located? Miami. All right, perfect. Well, I will say this. You know, usually when you start a business, they say uh, minimally it takes about two to three years to become profitable. That's the estimation. So have you turned over any profit yet or at least broken even? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, in the last two years, we've gone up in sales. Nothing crazy, but, you know, we've Mm -hmm. gone up. So I feel like that's a good sign. But, you know, it's like I'm still so new to all this, so... I don't know if, like, sometimes I'm, you know, doing the right thing, but I feel like it's going in the right direction, but it's it's just hard to tell sometimes, you know? And what are some ways that you've been marketing your business and also adapting to the times because, you know, it's a very different time for businesses right now? Yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, you know, COVID hasn't really affected too much. We've still been pulling in sales, you know, thank mm-hmm. God. Um but, uh, you know, um, I mean, we, we market on social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, you know, I've paid like a few Instagram, you know, a few Instagram pages that have a pretty decent following to post about us and stuff like that. Um, but what, what would you say are, are better marketing tips? All right. And I will say right now is a great time because a lot of people are spending more time at home. And so people are redoing their homes right now. And it is an important time. But some marketing tips I would say for you is, have you used Google AdWords? Uh, I 
believe so. Yeah, that's uh, that's like when you use those keywords so that, you know, people type it in and they, they find you a little easier, right? Yeah, regionally, you can see. I think that what has been really helpful for me when it comes to business is I always make sure that I attend whatever type of events I think could help me out. Like, I've done a lot of events with Google and attended some as well, and with the Small Business Administration in New York City, and I know you guys have that too. So I make sure that's a great way to network, but also learn a lot about growing your business. And it's always... a. a process of adapting and being patient too because sometimes I think we want to see success overnight and it just doesn't yeah. happen like that and like you said it's been a couple of years your business has been growing which is I think a great indicator but it is important to get out and network and meet people and with social media that is also a great way for you to grow your business but even if you have to do something like get some uh, people who can be ambassadors for your company, maybe seek out people who are actually doing work on their homes and then volunteer your services at a discounted rate for them to post about it or to be able to put together some great videos where you can go online and use that as a way. Sometimes things like that can help happen overnight. Let's just say you see somebody who has a great following and they're redoing their home and then you reach out to them. I think it's important to have that personal touch where you actually look online, see what's happening and reach out to people and tag them and send DMs and say, look, this is a business that I have here, some of my work, because people definitely need to be able to see your work. Like I noticed just now, you haven't even yeah. told us what your social media page is or what the name of your business is. Uh, yes, it's Prestige Tile and Marble Inc. Um, our Instagram handle is at Prestige Tile Marble Inc. Um, yeah, check out our look. Instagram page. We, 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 have, we've, you know, we do very, very good work. We're, we're very reliable. Uh, we very consistent, you know. All right. I'm taking a look at it right now. Yeah. So I think you should actually also on social media, reach out to people. Hey, I see you're redoing a home. Look at some of those home renovation pages and, and reach out to some of the people who actually renovate homes, developers, you know, start building those relationships so you get more referrals. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we try emailing contractors and, and realtors, you know, who, whoever is involved in the business, you know, and, uh, you know, you get some replies, you know, some people say, yeah, we'll come check you out. You know, some people actually come, some people don't, but you know, it's, right. you know, like you said, I'm, I'm trying to be patient, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best to be patient and, you know, give it time. I, I know it, it you know, not Rome wasn't built overnight, you know? Right. Yes. I think that's great. Continue to reach out, continue to build those relationships. I think a personal touch is important. Like when I do stuff with my home, I like when I can see what somebody's work is online, have a conversation with them. And I always keep them in mind and I can see what it is that you can do, your suggestions, your experience, how professional you are. And, you know, I think those things will help. But yes, two years and you see your business growing. I think that's a great indicator. All right, awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, Envy, if you need floors, man, I know you're involved in properties and stuff. Let me know, man. I got you. I got you with the best prices in Miami. Okay, you do what? Wood floors or marble or, or uh, stone? Tile and marble. Yeah, mostly porcelain, tile, uh, marble, uh, vinyl flooring. Not not so much of the vinyl, but we, we really specialize in the porcelain tile. I can give you great prices. We import directly from Italy and all over the world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can give you great, great prices. I, I have the best. I might need your help, too. I'm going to hit you up. Yeah, I don't need porcelain, right, but I need some stone. If you could get me um, some marble, whether it's panda or that's what I'm looking for. Panda prices, prices for panda. But, but you know, but book, book match part. Well, I, I'll talk to you offline, man. And I would love to okay. see some of your finished work on your page. I'm looking at, I see a little bit, but I want to see, a, um, you know, some more of that. Okay. 
sounds good. I got you guys. No problem. Thank you guys so much. All right, brother. Good luck and, with everything. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need advice, hit it now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Chris. Hey, what's up, Chris? What's your question for Yeezy? All right, man. Look, so one of my homies is dating dating a girl from Georgia, like long distance. We live in Kentucky. And um, Mm -hmm. he's dating this girl from Georgia who has a past history with another guy that lives in Georgia for over 10 years. So this is like my brother to me. We all grew up together, went to high school together, so that's how they know each other. But the girl keeps throwing shade to my guy who's been dating for three months now, right? So she'll mm-hmm. say but she'll a little comments like, I can't believe I'm with you. Like, you're not my, my type. It's just amazing <laughs> how you got me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm hearing this. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. You got self skin. I wouldn't do it, but okay. You know, you're my brother. I got your support. You know, if you need to holler at me. So now it's to the point where he just now found it out. They was watching the Lakers game and Clippers game for the opening. So she mm-hmm. gets a message saying that her, you know, her thermostat has been adjusted. Come to find out, buddy got a key to the house still. And wow. he is sitting on my man's couch watching the game thinking that it's funny. And he's just sitting there like a sucker. And I hate to say that. So what should I do? Should I intervene in this situation? Because I, <laughs> you know. It could be rough in the beginning and it come out good at the end. So, but I right. always thought the beginning is always the best part of the relationship, especially for 28, 26-year-old people. So, it's like the beginning is always the lovey-dovey. Yeah, that's the honeymoon period. Yeah, so it's like, y'all the complete opposite. Y'all going through something that y'all, you know, six years down go, the road. Yeah, you shouldn't be like going that. through this. <laughs> well, so I think that... I want to put nobody's toes. Right. I feel you on that. I think as a friend, it is always great that you can be open and honest and express your concern, but you don't have to beat them up about it. So in other words, I think it's important to say what you think on the subject, but also let him know that you support whatever decision that he makes. You're just concerned about him because that is your friend, you know, and it's important to approach it in a way that he's not defensive. Sometimes we tell our friends what we think and we can kind of attack and you don't want to be like, oh, you was just sitting there stupid. She's taking advantage of you. She's this, she's that because automatically his response will be to defend her. So what you need to do is tell him, look, bro, I'm concerned about you because you're not acting like yourself. And right. I think you're an amazing person. A woman would be lucky to have you. Right. But, right. you know, I've, I've never seen you act like this. So I just want to let you know, whatever you want to talk about, I'm here for you. I'm not judging no decisions that you make. I'm going to always be supportive of what you decide to do. But I don't like the way that she's treating you. Right, right. Well, I definitely and appreciate so, that, Yeah, let it be known how you feel, but don't attack him. Don't attack his girl just, you know, out of concern as a friend and let him and let him know you y'all still cool no matter what. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he's just sensitive. So I don't want him to I don't want to come off as strong because I know my wordplay is not as I'm more of a blunt guy give it to you, you know, wrong. So that's how you know, we male, so that's how we we communicate. But it's just Mm -hmm. like in this time I know it could be real a touchy subject, like you said. So right. I just got to have to come out with a level of tone for a more respectful voice. And, you know, I should yeah. before speaking, um, per se. That way he yeah, ain't be- going 
defensive mode on me and shutting down. Yeah, you let him know. I'm going to always respect you, your relationship, whatever decisions you make, you know. You my bro, I'm with you. I, You know, yeah. I don't like the way that she talks to you. So if you ever need to discuss anything, just know I'm here. It ain't no judgment. If you just want to vent, get it off your chest and we discuss, I'm all with that. Okay, most definitely. I definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. All right. Good luck to you and your bro. Good luck, brother. All right. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit her now. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and we are going to address some stories and I guess kind of uh, talk about stories that came out that may not be true. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Keisha Cole. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Keisha Cole was on the Fat Joe show on Instagram Live, and she talked about MC Hammer introducing her to Death Row Records, and she said that's where she met Tupac and Suge Knight. So here's what she had to say about Tupac's plans. But I know Pac was real influential in your life. I actually um, did know him, and um, he wanted to sign me to Quincy when he was with Kadada, Quincy Jones' daughter, and um, he was he was gonna leave Death Row and go to sign with Quincy, and he wanted me to go over there because he said that Death Row is not the place for for kids. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was saying. Interesting. Wonder why he would sign with Quincy Jones though? I would think I did. Pac I did wouldn't hear sign, it was close sign with nobody. Him. Not well, she was also though. he was also really close with Kadada, who was Quincy's daughter, mm-hmm. if you that's guys recall. Right? So, yeah, that's Quincy's daughter, and yeah, so that's probably part of the reason why he probably knew him from Kadada, and I would think, you know, that connection got built from that. But yeah, in addition to that, congratulations to Fat Joe, where Vol TV has announced a new Fat Joe interview series. So that actually started yesterday. That's dope. Shout you can to watch Joey the Clark, Fat Joe man. show on Revolt TV. He'll be interviewing artists, political figures, and athletes as well. Yeah, shout out to Fat Joe. For Joe Critiac. Joe Pro. Well deserved. The well deserved. Biggest, the biggest show in the game. <laughs> Fat Joe, listen, there's not a better storyteller on the planet than Fat Joe. That, that, that's the show somebody needs to get Fat Joe. Somebody needs to either animate his stories or reenact his stories, mm-hmm. like how they used to do Charlie Murphy on Dave Chappelle. Like, that's... Fat Joe, Irv Gotti, N-O-I-E, the best storytellers in the game. Well, Fat Joe is definitely made for this, so you can watch that on 10 at 10 p.m., and I guess it's going to be every week now on Tuesday nights on Revolt. Okay. All right, and in other news, Deion Sanders is leaving the NFL Network after 14 years. He is stepping down. They said Deion has been one of the key figures responsible for the growth of the NFL Network. We thank him for his work and wish him the best in the future. Now, according to Sports Business Journal, they reported the news first. Uh, They said he had decided to leave following the end of his current contract. He'd been with them since 2006, and he also has expressed interest in coaching in recent months. So he's planning to coach perhaps college football coming up. Okay. All right, and Dwayne Johnson once again has been named Hollywood's highest paid actor. He made $87.5 million from June 1st of 2019 to June 1st of 2020. So that's the second year in a row that he's been number one on that list. Now, they said a large chunk of his earnings 
from last year came from his successful Under Armour line called Project Rock. His mm-hmm. Netflix thriller, Red Notice, for which he got $23.5 million. And so congratulations to The Rock. He also has his tequila, which, by the way, he sent all of us on The Breakfast Club a bottle of his tequila because we mentioned it in a former rumor report. So thank you for that. Okay. The handwritten note, allegedly. Allegedly. Someone wrote it. It, it, is it may or may not someone. be The Rock. Yeah, right. but somebody <laughs> claiming to be The Rock uh, sent us a handwritten note. But I can't wait to get my hands on that tequila. What's it called again? Terra something. I don't know. Terramana. 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 Now, now, now mm-hmm. I was in the store. I was in the liquor store. And um, mm-hmm. Terramana was right next to, to tequila I'd be getting. And um, I started to buy a bottle, but I remember that they was going to send a bottle. So I'm cheap. So I'm going to do I ain't mad at you. You want to try it first. Yes, once I try it, can he sent some, rep- I think he sent Reposado and he sent a, a Blanco, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't read the bottles yet, but... Yes, when I when I taste, if I enjoy, I shall purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Tequila is my drink of choice, so I'm really excited to try it out. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks to The Rock. All right, now Viola Davis, there was a story that she had brought the former plantation where she was born. Now, Come on now, in South Carolina, don't just say where she was born. You give my state some credit, South Carolina. It was in St. Matthew, South Carolina. It was once a That's slave right. plantation. And she spent her early childhood there with her five siblings in extreme poverty, an experience that led her to become an advocate for ending childhood hunger. So uh, she posted a picture of that house. Now, she had to also clear things up. She said, contrary to websites, I do not own above house. I own my story. <laughs> so she did oh, not yeah. buy that house. She was just saying that she owns it, all of it. She wasn't saying I own this house now. She was just saying she owns her story. Oh, so she didn't buy the the plantation. No, she did not. <laughs> How the I hate this area that we live in. How do they get that whole story I don't know. out of that? But they definitely like they said she bought said a plantation, she bought a whole Davis plantation. They definitely said 55 that. 55 yes. acres are something crazy in South Carolina, a plantation she grew up on. <laughs> What the hell? Yo, man, we got to stop. Yo, the this quote is, is man. I'm because serious, the quote, man. she says, the above is the house where I was born August 11th, 1965. It is the birthplace of my story. Today on my 55th year of life, I own it. All of it. She was talking about owning her story, not owning her the story, property. her so life. They misinterpreted, <laughs> you gotta yeah. love people, man. They misinterpreted her metaphor. Oh, man. You gotta stop. But well, you know, I own she posted a picture Bridge. of a house and said, I own it, all of it. So I could see how they could interpret that to say, I own it. Like I can't. Pictures of the house. That sounds you know, crazy. I don't know. People got to stop. They were uh, excited. Uh, people got to stop writing stories based on what they feel somebody is saying and actually start writing stories based on what somebody actually said. We This is dangerous, man. We are in a very dangerous time with media right now. Dangerous. <laughs> Well, the Shade Room did an exclusive about Nick Cannon, and they said that Nick Cannon is going to be suing Viacom for $1.5 billion, and that is for the estimated value of Wilding Out. Now, they said they got an exclusive statement from Nick Cannon's team, and they said the show was created by Nick Cannon with his idea and original thought. And Nick deserves and has earned everything that show is worth from the platforms that he provides for other entertainers, the jobs that he creates for black youth, etc. Great segue. Uh, I don't think the Nick Cannon story is real. It wouldn't make any sense, especially since Nick Cannon has already apologized and admitted his comments was wrong. Um, I, I could be wrong, but when you do that, you are essentially saying your firing was justified. So I don't think that story is real. But I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem real. And I'm not saying that somebody didn't give that to Shade Room because somebody probably did, but the story itself doesn't seem real because I think that it would be on 
a lot more media outlets. Well, I'm sure he does want. I'm sure he does want some ownership of Wildin' Out, though. Yeah, but what that got to see? See how, see how we just moved the goalposts? What that got I'm to do asking. with suing them for $1.7 billion? $1.5 <laughs> because yes. they said that it's, it's for the cost of Wildin' Out and what that has, the revenue that it's brought in. Maybe yeah, he just played that story ownership. just to create. And maybe he just planted that story if they spoke to somebody around him or something like that, you know? <laughs> I don't I don't think the story is real. I could be wrong, though, but it don't, it don't sound real. Mm. All right. I guess we'll see soon enough if he does actually file a lawsuit. Okay. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yeah, I might have to go with Charlemagne, especially because he's going to be the Secretary of Defense working with Kanye West. So sometimes I just got to go with him. Okay. Kanye West did what now? Fair enough. <laughs> what you say? All right. Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line right now. Uh, she comes up here every year around this time when the Double right. XL cover is released. And we the use the cover. We talk about it. We go back and forth. And she's here again this morning, Miss Vanessa Satin. Welcome. Welcome, Eric. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys. Good Welcome to see you. Hey, Vanessa. This Not is a Double XL freshman, freshman cover. Releasing it during coronavirus is different than every other year has been. So I'm sure that's a lot. Because we're used to the concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with the concert yet. That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I really don't know what that's we're working on right now to try and figure out if we can put something together that's cool and special and big, or if it's not worth doing this year just because of all the uh, moving around it would be for everybody. So we're still figuring out the, the, you know, the concert situation. The biggest issue is getting the issue together, you know? Right. So let's talk about the freshman double XL cover. You know, when I looked at it this morning, the first thing I thought was, where is Pop Smoke? Okay, so Pop Smoke was the first one that we picked. We had him come up in January. Um, he agreed to be a freshman. Um, unfortunately, he passed away about, I think it was a month to the day that he came up for the visit. Um, and then, you know, we spent a few months after that trying to keep him as part of the cover. And eventually his team decided that they didn't want him to be part of it. Um, really? so we went with their wishes, which was to not have him part of the cover, you know, rather than throw him up on something against their wishes. So, um, he was a freshman. He's kind of a freshman in our heart, you know, cause we mm -hmm. did sit with him and, and lock him down for it. But unfortunately the team didn't want to go that way in the long run. I agree with that because, you know, when you look at the freshman cover, the beauty of the freshman covers is the future that these, a lot of these guys and women end up having. And, you know, we know sadly he won't have that future because of his untimely demise. Totally, I understand it. I just, we wanted to follow him with what, a follow up with what we committed to him when he was alive, which was the opportunity to be on freshman cover. So it was their decision to make in the long run, you know, and we respect any decision we made, uh, they made, we were ready to include him as part of it. Also because it was, it's collage like this year, you know, because it's not a big group photo. So there was, there was an ability to do that with um, with a photo with him, but um, but we respect the, the his team's wishes and, um, you know, wish that things would have ended up completely different, let alone, you know, just including him in the collage part of it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, he is missed. But you do have an interview from him that had been previously unreleased. Yeah, we had an interview that we did that day that he came to do a visit. He talked about the Brooklyn drill scene. He talked about his career. So we felt that if we ran the interview in the magazine and explained why he wasn't a freshman, it would deal with the fact that so many people were asking, you know, why he wasn't there because we knew that would be part of the conversation. Since we had put Chief Keefe up on the cover before when he was locked up in the past, 
you know, we knew that, um, you know, people would say, well, even if he wasn't there in person, then maybe you could still, you know, pay homage, homage to him by including him. So we tried, um, but we understand, like Charlemagne said, you know, I mean, it's definitely the team's decision to do what's right for him, especially since it's close to, so close to the rollout of his album as well, you know? Right. Right. And then I saw a trending Don Tolliver. People were upset that he didn't make it onto the cover. So, And then I saw some other comments saying that he was offered it but turned it down. So what happened with Don Tolliver? We love Travis. We love the Don, you know the the, the the Cactus Jack team. But Don Tolliver came up and he said he didn't want to take part in any of the concerts or anything. He would just stand there for the cover. You know, he didn't want to do freestyles. Didn't want to do ciphers. Didn't just said, "I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stand there for the cover." <laughs> and we said, wow. "Okay." You know, we we kind of <laughs> like the energy of somebody who wanted to take part of stuff. You know, so right. when we do freshmen, we look at what the visits like, what their plans like, what's their dedication to the career. You know, what are their politics like? You know. You know, what do they want to be involved in? What are they not? You know, the the meeting was interesting because he said straight up, I'm just not doing anything. Um, you know, that's basically turning so, it down in a way, <laughs> you know, and we hadn't offered it to him yet. We were just having the listening session. So I guess when he said, you know, you know, I'll stand there, but that's all I'm doing. You know, we said, OK, maybe we'll move on. Maybe that if he doesn't really want to take part of it, we'll have somebody who wants to take part of it and be in that position, you know? Have you ever had a freshman that made it onto the cover and then didn't want to participate in anything? Totally, but we never found that out to the day of the shoot, you know? Right. So nobody mm -hmm. ever gave us a heads up in advance and said, I'm not going to be part of anything. You know, last year, Gunna, who we love, showed up and said, I'm not going to do any of the rapping. What am I going to do, kick you out of the shoot at freshman? We've already picked you. We've already extended you to be a part of it. For us, we're just disappointed that you don't want to take part in that kind of stuff, you know? Um, I think Tierra Wack refused to do the free, refused. I mean, I don't mean in a mean way, but, you know, wouldn't do the freestyle last year. So we've definitely had people show up to freshmen and just say they're not going to be part of certain things. Um, and we're not going to make a confrontational situation and say, get out of here. You're not going to be part of freshmen. We're there. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. Um, but this was the first time our conversation with Don Tolliver was the first time everyone said, well, to my recollection, well, we're just not going to take part in any of the stuff. So. That was a little bit different. Would have it been different with Gunna if he said, I'm not going to take part in XYZ? Maybe. He did take part in a little bit more than Don Tolliver. You know, he came to the shows. He was part of the photos. Um, you know, so there's always been different situations before. But this is kind of like the first time we had anyone just say, well, I'm not going to be part of anything. So, you know. I'm shocked, Tierra. I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm shocked Tierra Wack didn't rap. She gets busy. I'm shocked she, she didn't want to freestyle. Yeah. We were also. I mean, she 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 did the cipher last year, but then she didn't do the freestyle. But I mean, she's not. She's the one who comes to mind from last year. It was her and Gunna, I think, were the two. Um, but it's definitely been over the years. I think back in the day, French Montana, I didn't think. I think didn't do the freestyle. We've definitely mm -hmm. had people over the years who have been, you know, refused to do certain parts when it came down to it. Um, but that was really literally at the day of the shoot or after when we thought they were coming to the concert and then they decided that they weren't, you know, later for whatever reason. I saw some people on Twitter upset about uh, Jack Harlow, too, though. Because even though he got that record, what's popping, they said it, he hasn't proven himself to be worthy of a spot on the freshman class. Yeah, I mean, we sat with Jack. We listened to a lot of his music. We looked at his audience. We looked at his streaming numbers and how they were going up. We interacted with him, interacted with him saw his live performances early on. So we felt that even with, you know, the one song being the main song, that there was a lot of room to grow. He has a good team behind him with drama and DJ, uh, you know, Don Cannon. And um, so to us, it's okay. So maybe you have one song right now or two songs right now, because that's kind of the way 
you know, hip hop works right now. It's about how we kind of think your growth is lined up over the next year and your team set up. He's got big support from Atlantic behind him. So, you know, when you're a priority to the label and the people working behind you and you've got momentum and we also see the numbers increasing, sometimes you're a good bet to make, you know? Yeah, he has a number one record out right now. Congratulations to them. I like Jack Harlow. He and, covered for Lou Williams the, in the, the script the, um, the the guest appearances, sure, they're big guest appearances, but those guest appearances had to decide to do them with him. You know, like, mm-hmm. they weren't just thrown on there for the hell of it. They decided to do those remixes. So right. I can't say that's an exact cosign because it's not coming out of their mouth, but it still is. He has those people on the record. That's still a good look, you know? Well, Mulatto's having a great time these past couple of weeks because she was not only in that Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion video, WAP, but she also is on the Freshman cover as well. And we all know her from yeah. the rap game. So what was it like working with Mulatto? Mulatto is kind of like a breath of fresh air. She was so sweet. She sent such mm-hmm. a nice text message yesterday. She was great on set. Her team to work with has totally kind of lined up stuff that she's got going on to work with us on Freshman. They've been so hands-on with everything. You know, her manager, Brandon's been great. Um, she's She was just great to work with and you could see like you could literally see them step it up turn it up with the gucci main song turn it up with the guest appearance with cardi line it up for her album coming up everything about it was um very well thought out or they're on a good track right now and they're really you know for us with freshmen it's just a stepping stone so for you to make the most of what you can do with it and i think that they're looking at it as a tool that they could do something with you know all right all right, well, thank you, Vanessa, for joining us. Also, the City Girls. Now, Yee, what you working with? Uh, yes, today is the kickoff for my real estate reset with me and Stacey Tisdale. You know I do this Wealth Wednesdays, and uh, for this time around, we are working with Rocket Mortgage. We're trying to get more black home ownership. So we've had some special guests that come through. So if you go to the YouTube channel, you can watch that real estate reset live today, and I'm really excited for this one. And you participated, Envy, as well. Sure did. Thank you. That's right. All right, well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. This is a beautiful Wednesday. Uh, I want you to say to yourself today, I am in charge of how I feel, and today I am choosing happiness. And I want everybody this morning to just do a little small note to self, okay? A little small note to self. And remember that sometimes all it takes is one small positive thought in the morning to set the tone and improve your whole day. Blessings to you. Breakfast club, bitches! You don't finish or y'all done? The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. At Simple Mobile, you'll get the no contract advantage. You'll get nationwide coverage on a light.